0: There are lots of things you can spend your tax refund on, but one thing you don't have to spend it on, a new smartphone. Switch to MetroPCS now and get not one, but two free 4G LTE smartphones for brands like Samsung and LG. Plus, you're on T-Mobile's blazing fast nationwide 4G LTE network. Hurry, switch to MetroPCS and get two free smartphones after instant rebate. One heck of a deal, only at MetroPCS. Limited time offer, sales tax not included, and phone price. Coverage and services not available everywhere. See store for details and terms and conditions.
1: Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, teaching the unfiltered Word of God with the anointing of His Spirit with subjects on eternity and the choices we make that determine our eternal destiny. Welcome to Fire Talk Radio, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm so glad that you joined me. Really glad you're here with me tonight. And tonight is actually the one-year anniversary of Blog Talk Radio. It's it's one year uh, ago today, around about this time, maybe a little bit after, that that uh, Adam Griggs and I started started this show, and um, he and uh, he and I, as I was saying, we started it, and then um, he did it with me for about maybe I want to say five six months. So from February to around about. July, August, something like that, and um, but, uh, and then he moved on to other things, he's uh, pursuing other things uh, at, at, that he feels for the Lord, and so, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful that God put him in my life, and uh, for, uh, to be my co-host for the time period that he was my co-host, and uh, he's a great, mighty man of God. He's full of fire, full of the Word, full of the anointing. Awesome man of God, wonderful person. And the Lord blessed me with a season. In, uh, it was only for a season, some things in life, are just for a season. And that's okay. But God blessed me and you with Adam for a season and uh those were some wonderful times and some very anointed uh anointed word from god and and um so I'm grateful to god for for adam Grigsby and I'm grateful for the time that that we uh that we had with the show and as I said, now Adam's moved on to other things, and so That's a wonderful, wonderful thing that he's pursuing other things and uh, other things for the Lord. So, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the time that we had. So I'm grateful for that. And he he is a part of, he will always be a part of Fire Talk, whether or not he's ever going to Host an episode live or be a guest or if he ever comes on the show again, he'll always be a part of it. He'll always be part of the stepping stone and the crucible of it. So I thank God for him. And, uh, you know, it's funny how things change because when it was Adam and myself, or Adam and I, if you want to say it, we, it was a different Kind of uh feel if you want to say or a different kind of flow, the two of us flowing in different different ways that god get God had his flow, and then you know when adam uh his last show and went on to pursue other things and then then it was me uh by myself, and at first I admit i was I was what do I do? Because I was so used to doing the show with Adam, I'd done a couple of uh, shows on uh, the resurrection and and the, you know crucifixion, resurrection. I'd done some uh, Easter quote Easter shows, but I'd always been I'd always done the show with Adam. So by myself, I was what do I do and what do I say and. Uh, how do I do this? And so I was a little bit, I didn't really know what to do. So the show kind of took a different turn because then it was me. And then I, I got more uh, confident in it and following the Holy Ghost. And and then were some times with Frank Sumrall. Dr. Frank Sumrall was was actually my host for quite a while there. He had done some guest shows uh, with Adam and myself. And uh, he taught for like an hour and then Adam and I taught after that, and then uh when Adam you know had left the show, then it was Dr. Frank Summer and I. We did healing as a children's bread for quite a few episodes. there was a lot to cover in that, and during that time, the funny thing was i, I felt like the Lord had pressed upon my heart to do a healing show myself on uh, a, a different uh sort of way. And so I did Jesus the Ultimate Healer that was by myself, and then I hosted uh, Dr. Frank Sumrall's Bible study on Tuesday and had a couple of guest hosts. Uh, we had uh, Tony Carpenter. He uh, called in and uh, some of the shows, and then he was my guest on Pentecost Sunday last year. And what a powerful, powerful, anointed time that was. Also had some guests, Aaron Sharp, and and uh, he told his testimony about about how God had delivered him from from uh, the way he was raised in a in a false religion, and and seeing and hearing and feeling demons, and and um, he had uh, you know he had given given that that testimony, and so was gonna look over here and see which which um look along the episodes as I go along and see which ones and also uh when, uh by um we had a one of, a very special guest was uh, one of our pastors uh pastor John Hawkins and he was our guest in March eighth and it was you reap what you sow and I talked a, a, a lot and there's an awesome awesome person and he was delivered out of a life of um, of, uh, of a, gangst, a gangster lifestyle and drug dealing and and now he's living for the Lord just um, really loves God he's on fire he he loves winning souls and just ministering to people I I tell you one thing I'm so blessed to to be a member of the River at Tampa Bay Church with Pastors Ronnie and Adonica, Howard Brown, and all of the pastors So all wonderful. They're all full of the anointing, all on fire. And am I lifting them up? Absolutely not. Am I puffing them up and idolizing them? No. I know they're human, but I love them and honor them uh, for the people that they are. Uh, I got wonderful, wonderful youth pastor, and just wonderful people there. I'm so blessed to be a part. But we we had some. As I was saying, we had some really good, uh, awesome on fire people. Pastor John Hawkins was, I believe, he was our first guest, and um, before that we had Joel. um, Joel Ash he called in a couple of times, and Robbie. uh, Robbie called in, and uh, a lot of different callers came in, and and uh, it's a special day today because, as I said, it's a year ago today. A year ago today that um, that uh, Fire Talk Radio came about, and lest lest we forget uh, Regis Andrews and his testimony of how God saved him from what, what in the natural, would have been sudden death. And he titled his show, I Did Not Die, But Lived. And that was on uh, September 13th of last year. And uh, it was a powerful testimony right there. And... Um, and then- uh karen summer frank frank's dr frank summerrrel's wife she did a um she also did a show about the woman at the well and uh lest we not forget donna burke who is uh who was my guest host for a couple different times uh, that she was my guest host and uh Different, uh, different ones that uh, we had done, and also she called in some, some different times as well. So it's been a, it's been a journey, and it's a, a journey that's uh, keeping, keep on going. And I was looking on here, and I, I saw how. Um, I had my homiletic sermon that I did uh, in September. I think it was 2012, and I got permission to play the audio and uh, the MP3. And um, and so I've got that on there, and some I exp- expounded on it. And then I also started doing something last year it's, uh, called 12 Pillars of Faith, and Pastor Rodney, God gave him a whole year of that and and then uh he gave uh, out the teachings for um uh, put it on his website under soul winning tools and I felt prompted as the Holy Ghost to start teaching that so this month I'm on my family I just started that yesterday that that'll be on Fridays and I've I've spent Thanksgiving with you on the radio I've spent Christmas with you on the radio for those of you are alone feeling lonely And uh, some people calling in and um, also shared about the Bible college that I went to, River Bible Institute. And um, so there's been a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, a lot's happened in a year, a lot of fruit. And um, so it's been, it's been... uh, it's been really awesome that that with uh, I've been able to share my testimony of of having victory over anorexia and bulimia, and uh, and also you know during during one of the shows is called the fire of God will purge, protect, and refine. That was when Adam was still co-hosting, and that was part two. Uh, there was uh, during the time. Yeah, Adam was uh he was talking and I just felt prompted to look up different scriptures on holiness. And so he kept talking until I found all the scriptures and I felt a release and then and then uh I I talked about the scriptures, I talked about you know, I felt like God had placed pornography, people struggling with pornography, um Christians struggling with it and then I I I started with that. And then the Holy Spirit spoke through me, and pleaded and gave a warning for people to stop. And uh, that was powerful. So I clipped that out and I put that on the second of this month. Uh, struggling with pornography, uh, want to be free. So there's been a lot of 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 word coming out of this as why adam and i chose to put it under the bible the category of the bible because it has a lot of word and so it's you know sc- excuse me for being what do you call um uh i guess Reminiscing, if you want to call it that, because I—I I shouldn't say excuse me, but I'm just a lot of reminiscing. It's—it's it's a big day. Uh, it's been there's, uh, you know, with cons- being consistent, consistent with it, and um, and also uh, just being being consistent and and keeping it going. And the really awesome thing is. We had, you know, we didn't want to just pirate people's music. We didn't want to uh, play their music without their permission and just say, oh, well, I can get away with it, or we wanted to do the right thing. I haven't got my ASCAP license yet. So it was um last, uh, last couple of months, um, I think it was in maybe last summer or something like that or actually around the fall probably i uh um i i met a bunch of uh, people very anointed singers musicians i i got to personally ask them if i could play their music on my radio and uh and i, I explained to them i said i don't have a ASCAP license um i have a radio show do you mind if i, I play it and I'm like, oh, no, no, not at all. Go ahead. We'd love to have you play our music. And so I uh, got anointed people like Becky and Jimmy Pierce, uh, Leland, and Freddie Haler, and Zachary Smith, and also uh, Ray Silliers. And let me see who else: James McCurdy, Keith E. Holiday, uh, Kelly uh, Kelly Howard Brown, who went to home, home to be with the Lord. I get to play her music, and Kirsten Ring. Uh, and yes, I did get permission to play that music. Um, and so there was also there is. Let me see. Oh, Rom de Costa. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh he is a graduate of the River School of Worship. And his songs are uh wonderfully anointed and I asked permission from him to play them and he said that would be good. So I'm I'm playing those and and a lot of different other ones I may not have mentioned or that has been it's been wonderful. Now it's got a different a different feel because so I get to play the music and and uh, it's a little bit more of a variety. So that that's kind of a, a little synopsis of the past year. I'm sure I've left a thing out here or two here or two. But um, it's been uh, it's been wonderful and. Um, I'm just grateful to God That he's given me this Sounding This uh, tool And this This voice This uh, He's opened this door To To minister to you with And to share What's been imparted to me By my awesome Men and women of God That I can share that with you And uh, Freely we receive Freely we give Freely we receive So um, I don't know everything, of course, but I, what I know, I, I, I impart to you and and share with you, and so um, a little bit about that. So tonight's one year; it's awesome. And tonight is uh, it's called the title of of my my message, my ministry tonight to you is. Love is not a four-letter word. I'll read you the description here. It says, do you associate love with pain, betrayal, and even abuse? Have the people who claim to love you caused you extreme pain and made it hard for you to trust anyone? Have you been raised to believe that God is holding a big stick ready to beat you over the head when you make a mistake? Do you think that no matter what you do, it will never be enough to earn God's love? Perhaps you feel you have done too many things wrong or committed too many crimes for God to love you. Maybe you did something so atrocious you feel you can never be forgiven. It says, God's love is unconditional. He loves you so much. Love is not pain. Love is not abuse. And love is not a four-letter word. So, you know, a lot of people, unfortunately, have um, been in situations with people who have claimed that they love them, and maybe they did love them in their own way. Uh, Maybe it was a parent or a spouse or a significant other, boyfriend or girlfriend or... uh, somebody in their life that they let get close to them. Well, like I said, maybe they love them in their own way, but they either emotionally or physically or sexually abused and that person and all in the name of love and maybe they maybe they cheated on them, committed adultery. Um maybe they committed a crime against somebody. Um and you know it's it's I tell you, I understand associating love with pain and associating love with abuse and uh betrayal because I was in a I was in a marriage, oh my goodness it, eons ago, it seems like it seems like a million years ago I could be like. That doesn't mean I'm old. It just—it it could have happened two years ago, but it's—it's it's another lifetime ago to me because I was married to this person. I was—I was—they uh, were a lot older than I was, and I was just a teenager, and they were in their thirties, and uh, I think I was like seventeen. I—I well, I, I don't know. I mean, I felt—I felt like I loved them. I mean, I could have just been going through the the end the infatuation you know, being infatuated with them i was i was so young i really didn't know that much about you know love and and all that but i really cared a lot about them and they they were very romantic and very uh, you know very loving and gentleman sweep you off your feet kind of person and had i been a lot more mature um you know, of course in in age, but also in experience in life, I would have seen the red flags. I would have seen the signals the the things that um that were signs were warning signs, you know their uh jealousy over just the slightest little thing but but it was done very covertly, very um very, uh, almost the fact of hiding it. It was there, but so subtly that you'd have to really have experience in life to kind of pick up on it. I was so young, as I said. Um, But, you know, they asked me, we we went out and we dated and asked me to marry him later on and and, uh, got married. And, you know, I just, I loved them. As I said, I don't know if I was in love. I don't know, but if I was in love um, what happened and uh in the marriage destroyed that love, but he was very abusive, he was very jealous, he was always flirting with other women, and um, he did a lot of really, really bad physically abusive things to me. he tried to kill me several times, and but for the grace of God, I'm here right now. And um you know, so him telling me he loves me and maybe in his own way he did love me. I was his third wife, though, so that should have told me something. But like I said, I was a child basically. I was just a kid, teenager, into the teenage years and and I thought, well I mean I didn't really know any better. But he said he loved me and, and um he always said if I left him he'd hunt me down, and he'd kill me and all this stuff. Anyway, all that aside, it was let's put it this way, it was a marriage from hell. And it really set me back when once I, I finally left I broke free and and we got a divorce and I just um you know, I I was uh it was very hard on me. Uh I had somebody that I I loved and somebody who loved me, who said they loved me, told me they loved me, but their actions did not line up with the word love because their action it was abuse. So for me, I was I was I was thinking, Well, what's that? I mean, I was thinking, what is what is love because in the dictionary it says a profound tender passionate affection for another person a feeling of warm personal attachment or deep affection as for a parent child or friend sexual passion or desire a person toward whom love is felt a loved person sweetheart use in direct address as a term of endearment, affection, or the like, a love affair, an intensely amorous incident, amor, or amore, how you pronounce that? And it talks about some other thing here, uh, some other things, to have a profoundly tender, passionate affection for another person, to have love or affection for, to need or require. Hmm. I think we all need or require love in one way or another. And um, so none of that, none of that at all, Because it says, in love, infused with or feeling deep affection or passion uh, for a person, idea, occupation. And as I said, it says some other things on here. And the synonyms, which means, pretty much means a different um, synonym. Well, let me not give you the wrong definition because I'm... I'm gonna look at actually look it up what the definition means so I can explain it properly. I know what it means, but it's um, sometimes hard for me to. I want to get the right uh, the right definition. Synonym is a word having the same or nearly the same meaning as another in the language. As happy, joyful, elated. A dictionary of synonyms and antonyms. I'm sorry, antonyms. That's a tongue twister. Say that ten times fast. Antonyms or opposite. Um, So pretty much a word or expression accepted as another name for something as um, Arcadia for pastoral simplicity or Wall Street for U.S. financial markets Metonym. So basically a synonym uh as i said has the same or nearly the same meaning and then the only one you can say 10 times fast antonym is the opposite so when you're looking at the definition of love in the dictionary which i just um talked about here the synonyms which means basically the same thing is tenderness Bondness, predilection, warmth, passion, adoration, love, affection, devotion, all means a deep and enduring emotion, re, emotional regard. Usually for another person, love may apply to various kinds of regard, the charity of the creator, reverent adoration toward God or toward a person, the relation of parent and child, the regard of friends for each other, romantic feelings for another person, etc., affection is a fondness for others that is enduring and tender but calm. Devotion is an intense love and steadfast, enduring loyalty to a person. It may also imply consecration to a cause, liking, inclination, regard, friendliness, like, adore, Adulate, worship. So those are some synonyms. Now, antonym is hatred, dislike, detest, hate. So for somebody to tell me that they love me and to marry me, say they want to spend the rest of their life with me, and and they want to just just want to be with me, they want to. They sent me cards and come grow with me. The best is yet to be. These kinds of things, telling me that they love me, and then the way that they acted toward me was with detest and hate and dislike, and uh, with the things that they did toward me, physically, emotionally, and all you know, uh, verbally. So, I associated love for a very long time. I associated love with pain and betrayal betrayal of that love for the things that they did toward me and also um abuse, so I would associate those things with with abuse and uh so for a very long time, I was really, really hard for me to understand. To me, I, I had a, 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 um, a distorted concept of the word "love" and what it uh, what it really truly meant, because of this, and you know, a lot of other experience. Other people they they hurt you. They don't mean to. Sometimes they mean to. But you know, people say they love you, but then they 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 hurt you in one way or another and for for him uh he really hurt me really really took me a very long time to uh get over and to start to trust other people, um so but I think the healing really came when I forgave him and I, I let it go and i i I realized that he was actually beaten as a child he was actually um, abused as a child by his father and probably some other people, and he was just a child i mean a lot of times we look at adults and we think, why are they doing that you know i'm not I'm not excusing his behavior I'm not excusing anybody's behavior of what they did. But I was looking at his childhood, and I thought, well, he was once a innocent young boy. He had maybe five, six, and his father was beating him because he got a stain on his shirt or he tore his shirt or something like that, and so his father beat him for it. And that you grow up with anger with that, and I think his father may have beaten his mom. I'm not sure, but his father was an alcoholic. He was an alcoholic, so when he drank, he got really angry, especially when he drank different kinds of things. But anyway all of that. But so I looked at them and I thought, well, not that it excuses behavior but I I just I I I forgave them, I let it go and I prayed and asked God to to um, to send people to to um to uh, lead him to Jesus. And hopefully they did, 'cause I never saw him um, since you know whenever the last time was that I saw him. But I found out some some I inadvertently found out that he had, he had been dead ten years, He'd been dead about eleven years now. And I was like, well, I didn't know what to feel, you know. But I I forgive him, like I said, and maybe you've been through something similar. Spousal abuse is just not from men to women. It's also from women to men. Because a, a man's been raised and never hit a woman, and maybe they love that person, and they just don't want because they know they're the stronger sex, and they're not going to hit him back. So abuse is not, physical abuse is not just men on women. It's women on men. But maybe you've been in a situation like that. Maybe you're in a situation like that right now and you're listening, and you've seen this, you've seen the description, you've seen, love is not a four-letter word, what does that mean? Well, we associate four-letter words with cuss words. And maybe maybe you're in a situation like that. Well, I want to tell you right now, you're a valuable person. The the things that he or she has said to you that you're no good, you won't amount to anything, if you leave me, you'll be good for only one thing. Uh, You'll end up, you know... Whatever they've said, spoken in anger over you, that's not true. The shame that you feel, the pain that you feel, and the remorse and and everything, the confusion—you you can get over this. You can get. Um, um, what I mean is, is I just want you to know that you're a valuable person. I'm not telling you to leave. I'm not telling you to stay because I don't want to give you that kind of advice because I don't know your complete situation, and I don't want to make a blanket statement when I don't know the whole situation. I say pray about it, pray about everything, but just know that you are a valuable person. You are loved by God so much and he had a plan for you before you were even conceived in your mother's womb. And that it doesn't matter. I understand that when people talk bad to you and they're saying you're, you'll never amount to anything, you're blankety blank, and you're this, that, and the other, and it 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 tears you down. Your your emotional and your confidence and and all of that. But just know that you are a value. I and mean, God doesn't see you in those ways. He sees you as, as uh, he sees the final, finished product, and you are loved by him. You are worth something. You do amount to great things. And let me pray for you right now. Father God, I thank you for these precious people listening right now. And Lord, for those of you who are in relationships that are abusive, uh, whether it's physical, emotional, verbal, whatever the situation, Lord, in these relationships, if they're married or living together, whatever the case may be, Lord, I just I, I thank you right now for going where the knife of man cannot go. I thank you for your perfect will be done in their in their situation, Lord, and I I thank you right now for giving them peace beyond their understanding for making your anointing so real to them, for enveloping them in your love and wrapping them up in your arms like you would just wrap a blanket around a little child and holding them. Lord, just be there for them. Give them wisdom, knowledge, and guidance in what they should do. And Lord, I just pray right now for your sweet peace to flood them, and I thank you for it in Jesus name, amen and just know that you are loved and if you're a person that's listening um, maybe maybe you are the abuser um maybe you're maybe you are uh maybe you can't control your temper for whatever reason, and you you, uh, you, uh, you hit your spouse. You hit your wife or your husband, or you just you go off on them, and um, you don't know how to stop. Well, there's deliverance for you. There's healing for you, and there's salvation for you because with God, all things are possible. He loves you so much. Yes, you. Like me, but I I I gave her a black eye last week, and she had a horrible, uh, big, terrible bruise from her thigh down to her knee, and uh, I broke her finger. And you're telling me God loves me? Yes, God loves you. He doesn't love what you do, but he loves you, and if you're not if you're not going to a church, if you're not attending a church right now, maybe you're maybe you're in church, maybe you're uh professed born again, and maybe you don't know the Lord, well, I want to give everyone an invitation right now to receive Jesus, yeah you know, God, as I said, he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. He loves you, and he loves you some more, and then some more and more. His love towards you is endless, and he has a great plan for your life. Yes, even in all of this situation that we've been talking about, he has a plan for you. He has a plan for what you're going through, and when you finally reach the other side, he has a a plan for that, and uh, how you can share that to help. Set others free. You know, if you died this very second, God forbid, but if you did, do you know for sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you would go to heaven? The Holy Bible reads We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And whoever calls upon the name of the Lord be saved so if you want to make sure you're going to go to heaven you want to rededicate your life uh, just repeat after me just say dear Lord Jesus come into my heart forgive me of my sins wash me, cleanse me set me free Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose from the dead and are coming back again for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for the things of God, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am saved, I am born again, I am forgiven, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. I forgive everyone who ever hurt, neglected, or abused me. It was not my fault. I forgive myself for anyone I ever hurt, neglected, or abused. I receive your forgiveness, Jesus. Fill me with your peace, your joy, and your love. Amen. I want to tell you right now, as a servant of Jesus Christ, I tell you today that all of your sins are forgiven you, Always remember to run to God and not from God because He loves you so much and He has a great plan for your life. I'm just uh, really glad you prayed that prayer and feel free to call 866 857 4837. That's 866 857 4837. And also you can email me with your prayer requests, testimony, comments, questions, or even if uh, uh for whatever the reason <laughs> go to Fire Talk Radio Two, that's number two, at Yahoo dot com. That's Fire Talk Radio Two with a number two at Yahoo dot com. Now, as I said a few moments ago, it's not for me to tell you to leave because I, I don't know the extent of just, I don't know what's going on. And for me to make a blanket statement to tell you to do that, I don't I don't feel that it's my place. I feel you need to be led by the Holy Spirit. You need to seek wisdom and uh, guidance from Him. It's not for me to counsel and advise you to do something that I don't know the, the full extent of, and make a blanket statement. You know, there was um, is a, a Bible teacher. It'll uh, tip of my tongue the person's name, but uh, it'll come to me. But he, um, oh, John Bevere. That's right. Um, his uh, he apparently he he when he got married his. Um, his wife, uh, she had a lot of anger, and uh, um, she was very, very, she just had a lot of anger, and, and I think there was one time that uh, she was doing the dishes or something, and, and he was standing there, and he, and he was saying something. He made her angry about something, and she threw a dish that barely missed his head, and he never... Hit her back, or he never fought back, and never did any of that. And and he he just wondered, he's thinking, well, you um, know, what exactly? And did I marry the wrong person, or what? And God just gave him the grace, the, the, the patience, and and uh, and she got uh, completely delivered herself. And now she, their marriage is really strong, and uh, she no longer has his anger issues. And do uh, you want to check it out, you can um, look up and research John Bevere. Last name is spelled B-E-V, as in Victor, E-R-E. And uh, he's written books like The Fear of the Lord and Driven by Eternity, The Bait of Satan. I was talking about Adam Grigsby earlier. He, he really... This is, like, one of his favorite Bible teachers, so he really learns a lot from him. But, um, so you can always check that out. And, um, so that's, anyway, it's just not my place to tell you what to do. It's, it. I want to minister to you, I want to share the word with you, but I don't want to counsel you in something that I don't have, all the facts, and I don't have that to do for you. But I'm here for you to listen. I'm here for you to pray with. I'm here to to minister to you. And I'm here to tell you that God loves you no matter what you've been through and no matter what you've done. He loves you. He loves you a lot. And I just pray the peace of God upon you beyond your understanding, peace that surpasses all understanding and that you've never, ever known before, that no matter what comes against you, you will have that supernatural peace. I'll be right back with you after this song.
2: you have is falling away And everywhere you go the sky seems gray You just turn to Him, those are temporal things Stand on His word and His praises sing By His love and grace, He'll give you rest. He'll give you peace that passes understanding. When you rest in Him, your problems, they will grow dim.
1: understanding. He says, uh, keep in perfect peace his mind just stay on me. You you keep us in perfect, perfect peace. And, uh, that's what I pray for you. Perfect peace. Peace beyond your understanding. Peace that does not even make sense. But that feels wonderful. I thank the Lord for the peace that he's giving you right now and I thank him for for how much he he loves you I was uh, looking up some Bible scriptures on love and uh, there's one John 4 7 through 21 I want to read for you if you want to turn in your Bibles with me Uh, You're more than welcome to read along. I'll give you a second to get there, or you can catch up with me. It's 1 John, chapter 4, verse 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, for for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the appropriation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another finding my place here (laughs) so I'll get back here my place help me (laughs) alrighty as I'm finding that I'm thinking about how God is absolute love and he's perfect okay Picking up in verse twelve, no one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and if his and his love has been perfected in us, by this we know that we abide in Him, and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. If someone says I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar, for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him that he who loves God must love his brother also. So we need to learn that God God is love and 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 perfect with perfect love casts out fear. And there there it says in uh verse eighteen, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. It, you know, if you're struggling with with the word love, and associating it with with um, pain and betrayal, abuse, and everything that it's not because of what you've been through, I, I would encourage you to look up Bible scriptures on love and get them into your heart. Just put, write them on 3x5 cards. You can type them on your computer, print them out, and uh, just have them ever before you and just meditate on them until you get it in your heart and know that you are loved by God. If you uh, would like to call me um, and speak live on the air or just uh, call and listen on on the switchboard if your Internet is giving you a hard time, uh, just call 646-668-2093. That is 646-668-2093. Nine three, so more than happy to have you call in and and um I look forward to to hearing from you now, I'm going to go if you want to turn with me to your with uh in your Bible to one Corinthians thirteen. As you're looking it up, I'm looking it up as well. This is commonly known as the love chapter. I'm going to go through verses 1 through 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind, Love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes. Endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love, and that's one. Um, as I was saying, it's commonly known as, uh, as the, I see, love chapter. Really, if you think about it, the whole the whole Bible is 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 it's love because God is love, and a lot of people say, well. God loves you uh, uh, It doesn't matter what you do He's a God of love He's not going to send you to hell No matter what No matter what you do um, Once saved Always saved uh, you got grace You have mercy uh, God is love He's love Go ahead Go out and do what you want to do You can do whatever kind of sin you want to do Because God loves you He's not going to send you to hell He's a loving God he, he He is love Why would Why would a loving God send anybody to hell? Oh, that's deception. That's the enemy's lies to get you to believe that nonsense is not true. Yes, God loves us. He'll always love us. He continues to love us and he continues to reach out to us in our sin, hoping that we'll repent and, and fulfill the plan that God has for our lives
2: but it doesn't
1: mean that he won't love you all the way to hell because he will love you all the way to hell. Don't be fooled and sucked in by this false grace message that because God is love and that he's a loving God, that he will not allow you to go to hell. He doesn't want you to go to hell. But if you continue to make choices that are not of God and you continue to sin then and without repentance and with that uh, habitual sin, without going and actually repenting, and, and then you will end up in hell. And I don't say that in a condemning way. I'm just telling you what the Bible is telling you. I'm not condemning any, anyone. I'm not perfect at all. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you that this false grace teaching is leading and sending more people to hell then well a lot of things and then most so sending is one of the biggest traps and one of the biggest lies God is love he's also a just god and his, his he's a he's a, a righteous judge and he he if if he did not send people Well, if people, by their choices that they make, end up in hell, because people have a free will, and God cannot or will not override somebody's will, because that would make him a dictator, and He gave us free will, and He's not going to take that away from us. So, if 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 He, in order for, like I said, to make him a dictator. So he doesn't want you to go to hell, but people's choices and what they they make, what they do, what they say, they're the ones that unfortunately make that choice. It's not God's choice. It's not God's will for anybody to go to hell. But people continually doing what they're doing, they end up there, unfortunately. So don't be sucked in by the false grace message. And this this false thing that God, because He's a God of love, you're going to just, you can do what you want. You can go have, you know, go party, uh, sex, drugs, rock and roll, party a day because tomorrow you're gone and you go to heaven anyway because God loves you. He loves everyone. And even the devil's going to get to go to heaven. That's a crock right there. That's not true. The devil's not going to heaven. He's going. His final destination is the lake of fire with the rest of the fallen angels that he took from that that he deceived and in in heaven and that were cast out of heaven with him. It says in the Bible I saw Satan fall like lightning from the sky, and so he's he's a he's a he's a deceiver and he doesn't want you. He wants you to think that no matter what you do, God is going to forgive you and God is going to, even if you don't repent, it's okay because once saved, always saved. That's not true. I'm just warning you, it's not true. Yes, God is love. And he does love you. But his word is is his word, and what he says, he says that if we if we um, if we do not do what we need to do, if we're not living a holy, pure life, and we're con- continually sinning, then then um, it's not gonna it's not gonna be well. I was looking for a scripture in Revelation talking about who and and what um, and I will find that in the Revelation scripture Um, I will just go and look for it (laughs) but I just don't want you to be deceived by false teaching that for people to say that everybody is going to go to heaven it's just not true. Um, and I don't I don't want you to I don't want you to 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 fall for that. It's it's a lie from the enemy to to get you to uh to fall for it so that you can live like the devil, one foot in the world and one foot out of the world and then thinking that everything's okay because God is love, but then when you breathe, your, breathe out your last breath, you end up in a place you don't want to be. In Revelation twenty-one eight, it says, But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So, does God love? Yes, but if you murder and it's an unrepentant, and you're uh, uh, you're into witchcraft and sorceries of of. Um, of all kinds of, of stuff and you're sexually immoral and you're an idolater it means you worship something you put something above God and uh, you're, you're a liar and you're it says the unbelieving the cowardly, the unbelieving are those who don't believe in Jesus and these people who don't repent of Maybe, maybe you of me listening right now. Maybe you murdered somebody at one point in your life. Maybe you're listening to me from jail, prison someplace, maybe even on death row. Well, I want to let you know that if you have truly repented in your heart and you truly are sorry for what you did and you asked Jesus to forgive you, and really mean it with your heart, and ask Jesus to come into your heart. He will forgive you, and it will be as if it, as if you had never done that murder at all. It'd be, it be Jesus takes our sins and throws them as far as the east Is from the the west, and, and throws them on the bottom of the sea, forgetfulness, because. Paul, in the Bible, he wrote almost two-thirds of the New Testament. His name used to be Saul before it was Paul. Well, he was in, he persecuted uh, the Christian church, uh, the Christians, and he, he hunted them down, he killed them, men, women, children, just all of them. And uh, then one day on the road to Damascus, is uh, breathing out threatenings and and all of a sudden there's a bright light and a, a, a sound from heaven. It knocked him off his horse, and he says, "Who who are you, Lord?" And he and he and uh and uh and the Lord says, why, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to press against the 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 uh I forget that last part. But he says, "Hard anyway." He says, "Why are you persecuting me?" And anyway, it was a conversion change his life, that that encounter with the living God and the anointing, the fire of God changed that man's life, and yes, he murdered a lot of people in the natural and in this former life, but it even talks in some of his writings in, in, in the New Testament that he says, I've harmed no one. Do you know why he said I've harmed no one? Because he realized who he was in his new creation and that the old person that did those murders and those things was not who he was today because Jesus, by his shed blood, had washed all of that away and that he was no longer that person. So you are no longer that person. If you ask Jesus in your heart to say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, Forgive me of my sins. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of all my wrong. I repent. Amen. By faith, you are forgiven. By faith, you receive that forgiveness. I'm going to read you a couple of more cross references to this to this revelation that I just read, letting just giving you a little little uh hint about about how um about this grace this false grace message. And um a cross reference is one Corinthians six nine Or do you not know that uh, that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, therefore. Let's see. Okay, let me read that again. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually uh, sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor ad- adulterers, nor men who have sex with men. And that's one Corinthians six nine, Galatians five nineteen. The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery. Galatians five twenty, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord. Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions. One Timothy one ten for the sexually immoral, for those practicing homosexuality, for slave traders and liars and perjurers, and for whatever else is contrary to the sound doctrine. So basically. Anything that goes against God's word that you're doing, that he's telling you not to do, is basically what he's saying, whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. I'm going to go look up that word, jurors. It's a not a common word, at least... Um, It says, to render oneself guilty of swearing falsely or of willfully making a false statement under oath of solemn affirmation. Oh, okay, it's just a big word for perjury. Um, Well, it just looks different. Anyway, the witness perjured herself when she denied knowing the defendant. So basically bearing false witness is what that, that basically means right there. Titus one sixteen they claim to know God, but they but by their actions they deny him. they are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good one john three fifteen anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him revelation two eleven Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who is victorious will not be hurt at all by the second death. Revelation 9.17 So horses and riders I saw in my vision look like this. The, breast, breastplate, ooh, <laughs> the breastplates were fiery red dark blue and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouths came fire, smoke, and sulfur. Revelation 9.21, nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. So I was talking a few moments ago about if you were listening and you had committed murders and if you repented of them really in your heart and you were sorry, this is talking in Revelation 9.21, nor did they repent of their murders or their magical arts or their sexual immorality or theft. So that right there is telling you that, yes, God loves you, but if you don't repent of these things, to name a few, you're not just going to get a one-way ticket to heaven. It doesn't work that way. Revelation 4.10, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. Revelation 19.20, but the beast was captured and with it the false prophet who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. On a side note here, I just want to give you a warning. Um, You may or may not have heard of this. I understand that uh i have um a a variety a different variety of of listeners i have people listening that know the bible very well and uh are educated in the bible and in different things of it and i also have people who are newly saved uh and i also have people that are seeking Seeking the truth uh, Seeking what is truth What is it uh, They're seeking different religions So I understand That I have a a wide mix Of a variety of listeners So I don't want to assume That you know everything I'm not saying I know everything But I don't want to assume That you know something I want to let you know That talking here about um, With these signs He had diluted those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. If there's ever a time, you know we are in the last days, and Jesus is coming very, very soon. No no man knows the hour, not one, not even the angels of heaven, just the Father. But to let you know that he is coming soon and that there will be a time, whether it's in our lifetime or when it will be, but there will be uh, it's a whole another teaching in and of itself. Uh, I will be doing a teaching on eschatology on the last days. I'm not sure when, but I it's one of the teachings I will be doing for several several weeks. But um, because it takes a long time to talk about everything, um, but like I said, that's a different teaching. But I want to let you know on a side note here that there will be a time when there would be no money system, no credit card thing, you no know, nothing like that, but you'll be required to have the mark of the beast which is either on your forehead or on your on your wrist and um some people think it's a chip. Nobody knows really for sure exactly what it's gonna be but it's gonna have you know it be uh the mark of the beast. Um and you're gonna you're gonna have to have it it's going to be required to have that mark in order to buy or sell anything. So basically, if you don't have that mark uh, of the beast, then you basically can't buy food, you can't buy anything. So uh can't get medicine, so you end up probably starving to death or dying of whatever it is that you had. Or uh, and uh, But if you get the mark of the beast, that's a um, you won't have you 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 won't get a a, a second chance, uh to go to heaven. It, it's done. Once you get that mark of the beast, Because it will require you to get that mark finally and if you don't be killed but it's if you get the mark of the beast that's a it. it's there's no second chance, there's no anything, you don't have a ch this this it's it so please if 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 there should come a time that that happens, don't be fooled, don't be deceived by that, don't be deceived into thinking, well, I'll get the mark of the beast and I can buy, sell food, surely God understands I have to eat, surely God understands I need my medicine. Well, God loves you and he understands that in a weak moment that you thought he would forgive you and all of that because he, he thought that. He thought that he'd forgive you and all that'd be okay, but it's not. So please, don't be deceived. Don't get, don't take the mark of the beast, no matter what. God will give you the grace, and He'll see you through it, and He'll bring miraculous provision of food and things, and He'll heal you completely wherever needs to be done, or He'll, He'll just, He knows what to do. He'll help you. Revelation twenty one twenty seven. Nothing impure will ent- ever enter it nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Revelation 22.15, outside are the dogs, those who practice magical arts, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. So those are some cross-references there. And um once again my number here is 646-668-2093 646-668-2093 feel free to call me and um love to hear from you. I'm going to go to a song and then I'll be back with some further further teaching and ministry. No matter hor- how horrific uh, a thing has been done, because, for example, say um, say say some somebody did, committed a crime against uh, somebody that you loved and murdered them, you may feel that uh, you'll never forgive them. Well, if you, if you never forgive them, I understand. I, I'm not going to say I know how you feel. I can have compassion, empathy, but. If you don't forgive them, then you're you're not, unfortunately, you're not going to be forgiven. You're going to be one of their victims. And maybe somewhere down the line they actually ask God for forgiveness, and they get forgiven. They go to heaven, but you end up going to hell because you couldn't forgive them. And that's a horrible, horrible to be in your spiritual walk. It frees you. Jesus hung on the cross with all of our shame, our pain, every sin that ever was. Every disease. He took it upon himself. He who knew no sin became sin. And so it's, it's, uh, he, he says, Father, he looked down at everybody that had just nailed him to the cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He was a pure, perfect man. He forgave. And we need to forgive. You know, I was, um, I've played this clip a few times. I feel led to uh, play it again. It's it's about a minute. And um, it's about uh, this um, man. He was a serial, Gary Ridgway, he was a serial killer and rapist. And uh, he admitted to so many uh, murders. And uh, and then uh, the victims' families and loved ones were were allowed to come and uh, face him and say a few words, and I guess there were so many victims that they didn't have a, a lot of time to speak because there's only so much time. So they were allowed to come and, and tell him what they thought because he didn't remember a lot of them because there were so many people he killed and did that to That um listen to one father's reaction and all of this. I'll
0: be right back with you. Gary Ridgway sat there stone faced as victims' relatives damned him and mocked him.
1: He's an animal.
3: I wish for him to have a long, suffering, cruel death.
2: He's going to go to hell, and that's where he belongs.
0: But then the emotionless facade finally cracked when the father of one of his victims appeared to surprise him with a dose of human kindness. Mr. Ridgway. Um, there are people here that hate you I'm not one of them You've, you've made it difficult to live up to what I believe and that is what God says to do and that's to forgive you are forgiven sir
1: Unforgiveness uh, frees you, so that that all those other people that were cursing him and wishing him to go to hell and all that stuff, which underst- I understand, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything about anybody bad, just saying that they're bound in that unforgiveness, and in their unforgiveness and bitterness, it, it, it they they won't be forgiven. But this man, as hard as it was for him to forgive what that man did to his daughter, he got by God's grace and only God's grace, was he able to forgive. And in so doing, it it gave him freedom, and it opened the door for him to be forgiven in, in, in his ways. And you know there's Corrie Tin Boone, and she was a uh, uh, she was in a concentration camp and, and uh, she was all kinds of atrocities were done to her and and um one day she was um she was out someplace and it, she ran into one of her guards uh he came up and asked her to forgive him and she just couldn't do it at first, but then she remembered that if she didn't forgive, she wouldn't be forgiven. And sometimes we say, and then she, she, by the grace of God, she forgave him. And a lot of times we think, oh, well, just going to forgive them, I'll show them. Well, really, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really, they're out, you know, having a party or they're out on the beach or they're out having a steak or they've actually been forgiven and they're going to church because the blood of Jesus, it cleanses and washes away all sin if we truly repent. And so... I, I implore thee to to forgive everyone that's ever hurt you, or hurt those that you've loved, and that you love, and to forgive yourself as well. Um, because maybe, as I said, maybe you're listening from prison, jail, death row. Maybe you're out. You you went to prison for for something that you did, something. Um, it was murder or maybe you raped somebody or, or maybe you stole things or you did uh whatever whatever thing that uh you feel was so atrocious that you feel you can never ever be forgiven. Uh maybe you want to move past it but you feel you can't because you don't feel like you do, you are worthy to be forgiven. Well, none of us are really worth all of it until Jesus came and he made us worth it. And if he thinks you're worth it, then he knows you're worth it. Then don't allow the enemy to keep you in condemnation. If you're truly repentant for what you did, then God has forgiven you already. And if you've been water baptized, you uh, your sins are washed away. The old man has gone. The old man is dead the person that murdered that person or the person who raped that person or the person who who um, kidnapped somebody, whatever, whatever the crime was. Maybe you never got caught. Maybe you never got caught for what you did. Know, know that God loves you. God has an important plan for your life, and God wants to remove that burden from you and that chain to break, because he has a lot of other people that can be touched by your testimony, by your life. You know, maybe you never got caught, like I said, and maybe you didn't go physically to prison, but you're in a prison because you won't forgive yourself, and because you're allowing the devil to beat you up because of it. You're allowing that you're listening to the words of, oh, you're so you're so terrible. Look what you did. You you killed that person, or you raped that person, or or you you um you had an affair or whatever it was that you did that nobody caught you for. Maybe you spent, but you're you're in your own prison. You're allowing the devil to do that to you. God wants to set you free. He wants to set you free. He wants you to be free. He loves you. Yes, he loves you. doesn't matter what you did. He loves you. And if you think that just because what you did, he's not going to forgive you, uh, that's not true. That's a deception from the enemy. The enemy's a liar. The devil's a liar. God will forgive you. All you have to do is ask God to forgive you. Ask Jesus to come into your heart. Say, God, I am sorry what I did. I'm really, really sorry, God. I feel unworthy of your love. I don't feel like I deserve your love. I don't feel like what I did could ever be forgiven. But your word says you love me. Your word says come to me just as you are. Come to me. All you, you know, it just says come to me and I and I come to me and I will forgive you. Ask me in your heart and I will forgive you. So, you may not feel worthy of his love. You may not feel like you may feel like what you did was unforgivable. Not to God He came If you were the only person In the entire world My friend He still would have come Left all of heaven And all his riches And glory And come in the form of a man taken all the sins That gone through all the torture Just for you Just for you Yes, you, you, isn't it time to let it go? Isn't it time to lift up your hands and surrender to God? Say, God, yes, I did this. Yes, I did that. God knows. Do you think God doesn't know what you did? Do you think he wasn't there? He was there. He knew what you did. He already knew that you were going to do it before you even knew it, before you even thought it up, because he knows everything. But he loves you. It's it, He knows what you did, but he wants you to be free. He wants you to forgive yourself. He wants you to receive his forgiveness. Because he wants you to be free, he wants you to move on. The devil will trap us in tempting us, and in certain areas of sin. And then when we give in to him or it, and then he it does a double whammy with the guilt trip and the shame and all this. Oh, how could I ever done that? And God loves you, yes, you, no matter what you did. Criminal He loves you He wants you To be free Because he paid the ultimate price for you Allow him To touch your heart Allow him To give you the grace To allow him To free you Just allow him to touch you right now Father I pray for these people listening I pray for the ones that have committed Crimes or they've done something so atrocious, so terrible in their eyes that they really feel bad about, but they feel trapped there, and they feel like that God could never love him, them. They feel like what they've done is so unforgivable that they're afraid to us, they're afraid that they'll never be free. Father, I ask that you touch them, go where the knife of man cannot go and Help them, Lord, to forgive themselves. Help them to receive forgiveness, knowing that that in true surrender will they ever receive forgiveness and freedom and everything that they need from you. And, Lord, I ask you right now to help them see how much you love them. Help them know how much you love them, to envelop them in your love, in your presence, and your touch, give them peace, God, and help them just be completely like as like it. Yes, it was them, but like when we were water baptized, and we were born again. It's the old man that did that. That person, like Paul said, I wronged no one. Saul did, but Paul didn't. The, the new creation didn't. Lord, I thank you for helping them. If they're on death row and they're listening to this, Father, because they listen, this show is goes everywhere. And, Father, if they're on death row right now, I thank you right now that they help, that they forgive themselves, and that they know that, that they receive you as their Lord and Savior, that they know that they're going to spend, spend their eternal destiny in heaven with you. In Jesus' name, amen. I just ask Jesus to say, Jesus, come into my heart. I know what I did was wrong. I don't feel like I it's forgivable, but I trust you. I receive your forgiveness. I forgive myself. And I thank you for setting me free. Amen. You are free, and who the sun sets free is free indeed. And <clears throat> okay, now there was, uh, um, a man back in was um, in the eighties. He was uh, convicted. Uh, he was a serial rapist and killer, and he was executed. Um, they with uh, lethal injection, and uh, as I said, uh, he he killed I think five people, and a serial rapist and killer, and he did a lot of atrocious atrocious things, and. Um, he was, uh, his, I guess his stays, the stay of execution for like 30 years, it, uh, dragged out and, um, and uh, finally he was executed. And the parents, the father of this young, I think, uh, she was 17. She was 17 when, uh, she was raped, abducted, raped, and murdered by this, uh, by this man that was executed. And, thirty years later well the father was like eighty one or eighty two years old and um uh, he he, uh, he wanted to live um to see this man executed and um and I, I say this with love and I don't say this with condemnation. But if these parents, if they've not forgiven him, they won't be forgiven. And I don't say that, as I said, I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just These are the last words of this, this man. His name was David Allen Gore. And I'm going to just leave a, I guess, leave a... Try to leave their name out, and just said, that "This is his last words. This is what I would like to say to the parents. That I am truly sorry for my part in the death of your daughter. I wish above all else my death could bring her back. I am not the same man today that I was 28 years ago. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior, I became a new creature in Christ, and I know God has truly forgiven me for my past." I am able to face today Because I know Christ lives in me The Apostle Paul said for to die is to gain So I do not fear today But truly look forward to spending eternity with Christ I have prayed for you both And pray y'all can find the peace that only Christ can give Last, I just want to say I have had a tremendous amount of remorse, and pray you and your family can forgive me. God bless all of y- all of y'all. He he, Jesus he, he accepted Jesus, and he was truly repentant for what he did before he came to Christ, and. Prayed for the family and and prayed and wished and hoped that they could forgive him and and could find forgiveness uh, for not only for him but for themselves as well. And there was another person that uh, James, Doctor James Dobson, interviewed and. This might be a familiar name, but uh, he was a serial rapist and a murderer as well. It was Ted Bundy. And uh, Dr. James Dobson interviewed him hours before his execution, by electrocution. And um it says right here that... Uh, um, said he became a born again christian while he awaited execution on death row he explained explains to dr dobson his deep sense of shame and remorse over his crimes and how while in prison he had found forgiveness for his sins through jesus christ and peace as he faced his valley of the shadow of death bundy recognized that he deserved to die and that it was a just sentence. He eventually cooperated with law enforcement agency and disclosed all the details he could recall about all the homicides he was involved in. He also gave a warning to Dr. Dobson, and he told him that uh, um, for people to be... It was a warning to people that... um, uh, his interest in soft core porn pornography led onto an addiction to hardcore pornography, and then onto a fascination for hardcore violent pornography, and how that helped fuel and crystallize his homicidal sexual fantasies, leading to numerous horrific sex crimes and murders. So he was warning against. Um, He was warning people not to get in pornography because it's progressive. And uh, it it ended up uh, desensitizing him and hardening his heart to where he gave him these uh, hard, uh, criminal, like, violent sexual fantasies. We went out and fulfilled them. But he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior And he confessed to 29 murders, and the actual total of victims remain unknown. He received Jesus' forgiveness. He forgave himself, and hopefully the people, the loved ones of the victims, forgave him, not for him, but for themselves and for their final destination. And... But um, he was, uh, Bundy was, uh, Ted Bundy, he was finally executed. And, uh, but um, all these things are online. You can check out check them out if you want to Google it. I may, I'm, I just want to let you know, I've got six minutes and 30 seconds. I may go a little bit over. For those who are listening live, I, it, I shouldn't go on uh, over too much. I just feel like I don't want to cut it off because I've only got six minutes, but I want to, I want to talk about what uh, I feel the Holy Spirit has put on my heart. And so, uh, as you may or may not know, but when it goes off the air live, unless you call into the studio at six four six 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 eight two zero nine three, that is six four six 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 eight. Two zero nine three, uh, and you're uh, in the switchboard. with right, my list list of callers here, then um, you, it'll cut off, and you won't be able to listen to it live. But when I'm through, you can listen to what you missed. So when it cuts off uh, in five minutes and thirty seconds, when it cuts off from being live, you can come back and listen to it because it goes straight to recording. I just wanted to give you a heads up and I may give you another heads up just to let you know that um, because I do have a couple other things I want to share here that I feel the Lord's put on my heart and I just don't want to stop as I said but um, there was another man and you may be familiar with the very famous hymn of amazing grace it's uh, amazing grace how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. This was written in, um, this was written by, by, um, let's see, it was written in the 1700s, and it was by a man named John Newton, and he was a Reformed slave trader, so... uh, he, you know, he was raised with a little bit of religion or a little bit of religious upbringing, but he he kind of strayed from that, and he was a reprobate life, and and he ended up having the slave trade. And one one time, he was out on his his ship, and it was a terrible storm. It looked like they were going to sink, and he he, he cried out to God to save him for God's mercy, and the storm it it. Uh, you know it it, it ended up uh, not destroying the ship and they didn't go down with the ship and and he attributed that to God's mercy and God's grace and he he did go on for another year or two with the slave trade but he he ended up finally um, going and becoming a minister and uh he was actually um part of uh he actually um met, uh, the Wesleys and George, Whit- George Whitfield and, um, what, uh, what, you know, Whitfield and, uh, uh, part of that great awakening. So, um, you know, he, as I said, he had, uh, did a lot of, and this is just, uh, um, took a lot of, uh, a lot of things and you can check out his uh the story of his life on just type in John John Newton N E W T O N reformed slave trade and and uh so it's another example right there of, of forgiveness and and uh God's love and and how we can repent and we can receive God's love Now, for you that, um, as I said, the it's going to go off the air in about I should say live. It's going to go off live air in two minutes and thirty seconds. But I, I, what I'm going to be talking about that you can come back and listen to that's going to be recorded, is um, I'm going to be talking about God's love and maybe you were raised to believe that God's holding a big stick and. up in heaven, and he's holding a stick out, ready to beat you over the head if you do anything wrong or make a mistake, and that he's unreachable, and and uh, no matter what you do, you can never earn God's love and never be good enough, and and um, but I'm going to be talking a little bit about agape love, God's unconditional love, and um, really, when it all boils down to it, that. Love is not pain and it's not abuse. And so I'm going to be talking a little bit about that. So just come back and, uh, and listen to the rest of it because it's going to record on here. So maybe one day I'll get uh, upgraded to three hours and I don't have to cut y'all off like that. I hate doing it. I hate doing it, but uh, I've already got this British voice in my ear saying 90 seconds. It should give me a 90 second warning. So. But um so ninety seconds have gone by and uh going to one minute and ten seconds. So, um I hate kind of having you all cut up, but like I said, maybe one day it'll it'll be stretched out to three hours and you can listen live and then I don't have to worry about it. So, um got 60 seconds so for you listening live thank you for joining me I look forward to you coming back and joining me and remember that you're accepted in the beloved you are loved by him and by me and until we meet again may God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love and happy Valentine's Day and tune on back in in a little bit and listen to the rest of this. okay see you later now, uh, for those, it's going to be recorded right now. For those listening on the uh, on, on the callers that I have listening, then I'm going to kind um, of carry on here. But I just wanted to give examples of um, and how they had been forgiven, how they received forgiveness, and and all of what they had had done, and and everything that they received that forgiveness. And so, okay, now I'm on recording right now. All right. Now, I wanted to talk about five kinds of love, and that is um, agape love, which I'm going to talk about, but Agape love is self-sacrificial love. Storge love is affection. Sileo is friendship. Eros is romance, sexual intimacy, and epistemia. <laughs> I was practicing and I did it fine and then I looked at it I was like, huh? Anyway, epistemia is desire, attraction, or lust. So those are the are are five kinds of love and the agape is the self sacrificial, unconditional love of of God. You know, God loved us God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life and God did not send his son into the world that the world should perish but that through him it might be saved. And also uh while we are yet sinners Christ Christ died for us. So that's unconditional that while we're his enemies and while we were in our sin, he still loved us and he still died for us because he he knew that we were the state we're in and he didn't want us to stay in that in that way. And uh he didn't want us to be that way forever because in our fallen way and our sinful nature we would we would end up end up in hell so he wanted to come and give us a chance to have eternal life with him forever in paradise and um so And you know, and uh, it's, as I was saying, uh, it's sacrificial. You know, the Greek word for this sacrificial love is agape, and um, the definition of agape love is unconditional love that is always giving and impossible to take or be a taker. So it's just God loving us completely, unconditionally. As I said earlier, no matter what wrong we've done, but in that love, knowing that uh, even though we've done things wrong, not taking that love for granted and not thinking that because he loves us that we're going to just, he's going to not allow us to go to hell. It's our choices that we make that determine that. And... You know that like God, he loves you so much And he wants so much To just spend time with you And to for you to develop a relationship And seek him That's how much he loves you And he loves me And he wants to be with us He wants to take time And he wants us to take time And just spend it with him and That's how much he's just He's just there And he's good and he's kind And he's sweet and And, um, so I was looking, and I am going to try to look at some scriptures here, and I, you know, it's, it's funny because, um, it's, it's, I think I can, I'm, I'm learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit, I'm learning how to minister out of the overflow of my heart and my spirit, and I, um, I, uh, because sometimes I can try to plan I can try to plan a uh a show or a lesson or <clears throat> excuse me something like that but it's not always uh I don't always know what I'm going to say so I just have to rely on him and I think that's the way it should be So um Kind to look up scriptures on unconditional love. While I'm doing that now, I think I'm going to go to a song while I'm looking up the scriptures so you're not sitting here and I'm not just trying to twaddle as my pastor calls it. <laughs> I'll be back with you. our Lord and I was looking that up on on the uh, different version here <coughs>
3: excuse
1: me coughing in your ear hopefully not but um, that is God's uh, everlasting love so wonderful, he's good and he loves us and nothing shall separate us from that love. And um, also I was looking at uh, the verse I was uh, telling you about earlier was Romans 5, eight. but God commended us, his love toward us, that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And let me see. Also, I quoted earlier John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Luke six twenty seven, but I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies, do good to them which hate you. And then Romans twelve verses nine through ten. Let love be without dissimulation. Abort that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. 1 John 4, 7, 3, 11. I read some of that earlier. Actually, I read that earlier. And then um, 1 John three sixteen. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Romans 8:35, as I was reading earlier, who shall separate us from the love of God? From the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution, or famine or nakedness or peril, or sword. Ephesians 2, eight for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves; it is the gift of God. Uh, Jeremiah thirty-one three, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love; therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. One John four verses nine through ten, and this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. It really is a the whole bible is a is a big love letter from god and um and uh gives us instructions on 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 everything that we everything that we could ever f- possibly face in life it gives us instruction and and uh wisdom and counsel guidance on that and and could write it on three by five cards. And um, and so I was quickened to uh, the scripture of Zephaniah 3.17. And it says, uh, The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exult over you with joy. He will quiet. He will he will be quiet in his love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. That's, uh, I love, I love that, um, I love that that verse. It's, it's. he's the creator of all the universe. I mean, it, you look in a crowd and you're the only one he sees because he just, he rejoices over with singing and dancing. And It says in the New King James ver- Version, um, let's see if it's the same one. I'm not sure. It says, The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I'm going to try it in the... Um, Gonna try it in the amplified and see how that comes across. It says the Lord your God in the midst of you, a mighty one, a Savior who says, He will rejoice over you with joy, he will rest in silent satisfaction and in his love he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. Wow, he will exalt over you with singing. Now, for those of you that I was talking to earlier, that you know you had a lot of uh, things that you you thought you were unforgivable, uh, that God would never forgive you. Um, it says right here, if you if you come to Him in true repentance, your heart, is, and you want to get your heart right, and you really are sorry. You ask him for forgiveness, he forgives you. And it says right here, I'm going to read it again. It says, The Lord your God is in the midst of you, a mighty one, a savior who saves. He will rejoice over you with joy. He will rest in silent satisfaction. And in his love he will be silent and make no mention of past sins or even recall them. He will exalt over you with singing. That's that's proof right there it says he will make no mention of past sins or even recall them, so letting you know that um your past if you if you've you know repented for it and uh you've asked him to forgive you, and you truly meant it, you asked the Lord to come in your heart, then he's he's forgotten them. And you need to do the same because you don't have the quote luxury to um, you don't have the luxury to not forgive yourself. God went through too much, Jesus, and, and Jesus went through too much for you to to um, not. And and He wants you to be free. So He loves you so much. And um he doesn't he doesn't want you to be bound. He wants you to know how much he loves you with an everlasting love. I've loved you with an everlasting love, he says, and he just loves you so much. He wants you to be free, he wants you to know that no matter what you did, it doesn't matter. And no matter what anybody did you, and I I've been feeling this for quite a while now and it keeps coming back to me and So, I'm going to go ahead and address it. But I I feel like somebody listening or will be listening, or maybe more than one person. But even if it was for one person, God would still have me address it because that's how important you are to Him. But chances are, if it's one person struggling with something, then other people are too. But I've um, been getting in my spirit that uh, uh, some women have been, uh, have had an abortion, maybe one or two or three or however many, and you can't forgive yourself because you're, you view things differently now, and you're, you love God, and you want to, um, you wish that you had not done that, you wish that you had not had the abortion But, my friend, I tell you right now that you will, if you continue, if uh, you have Jesus in your heart, and, and I'm speaking to believers now, I don't know the story behind what happened. God does. God's ready to forgive you. And you can't be forgiven if you don't forgive yourself. Jesus, uh, I mean, Peter asked Jesus, how many times must I forgive my brother? Seven times seven. The Lord said, seventy times seven. you forgive your brother? That means, that includes yourself as well. You need to also forgive yourself. Even, I mean, I understand the enemy beats you up. You beat yourself up and maybe on the anniversary of the the abortion or, or what would have been the child's birthday and And how old they might have been. But it's time to release yourself. Stop punishing yourself and holding yourself in bondage. Jesus isn't. But actually, until you forgive yourself, He wants to forgive you, but He's waiting for you to forgive yourself. And allow His grace his mercy, allow him to heal your broken heart, to heal your wound, to heal you of that pain and of that, that decision. Allow him to love on you. Allow him to go where the knife of man can't go and heal you. Only he knows how to do that if you'll let him. Maybe it just happened. Maybe it's been years. Maybe it's been, I don't know, but God wants to restore you. He wants to make you whole again. He wants to set you free. He wants to you know, let go of the guilt and the shame, the pain, the remorse. The what if and the only and the did they suffer and the this and did they feel it and the why did I do that, I'm so blah, 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 and all those things, these old tapes or these old CDs on loop going over and over in your head. It's time to forgive you. Time to let it go. It's time to let God heal you time past time Just, Father God I thank you right now for revealing this to me that you want me to pray for these people who have had abortions and who find it difficult to forgive themselves Lord I ask you right now to touch them to go where the knife of man can't go envelop them in your love Lord help them to to allow you to, to touch that space in the heart, to bring healing and wholeness. And you are the healer and the mender of the broken heart. And, Lord, I just thank you for touching them right now. I thank you of helping them know that one day they will see their baby. They live for you, Jesus. They have you in their heart, and they continue to walk faithfully with you, that one day they will see their baby. In Jesus' name, I thank you for this. Amen. Now, for those of you who have had the abortion, then you feel you just can't uh, forgive yourself. You just want to keep yourself in bondage. Not that you want to keep yourself in bondage, but it's like you just want to, you feel like a party just feels like you have to punish yourself. Um, Just repeat after me and say this prayer. I want you to forgive yourself. I want you to forgive yourself now, even if it's by faith trust me, God will show up in a big way with this anointing. He will show up strong right now as I'm speaking. Just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. I'm so sorry that I've held myself in bondage. I'm sorry I had the abortion. And I pray that you give me the grace to forgive myself I forgive myself I release myself from any and all guilt all shame and all pain I receive your healing anointing to mend my broken heart to set me free And to make me whole. I thank you for this Jesus. Since I have forgiven myself by faith. I receive your forgiveness Jesus. For all my sins. Come with your fire. And burn in my heart. Burn out all traces of guilt. Shame and pain and breathe upon me afresh and anew fill me with your peace your joy and your love Amen I tell you I feel burdens lifting and I feel chains are broken and I just want to tell you right now you are loved and I I know that God loves you. He forgives you. And I'm glad that you forgave yourself by faith. And any time it tries to come up again, you say, I don't know what you're talking about. Quote the scripture. Um, the son that sets free is free indeed. I am forgiven. And I just quote scripture. Find something uh, in scripture to quote and and forgive that you are forgiven and you are loved and you are valuable. You're accepted in the beloved and I'm I'm glad that you were able to finally let it go. There was a testimony this one woman gave about um she was at a, a a a meeting and the fire of God fell. The anointing was so strong under she fell under the power and uh the power of God and she was on the floor and when she was on the floor she had a vision of uh, this, because she had had an abortion earlier, and she had a, a vision. Uh, she was in heaven, and this little girl came running over to her and saying, "Mommy, mommy, I forgive you." And she woke up, and she was completely healed of of what had happened, of the choice she had made. And there was another situation of this woman who just a similar uh, thing had happened. She fell into the anointing at the fire of God's power. And um, she was on the floor actually laughing. She was filled with the joy of the Lord and uh, supernatural joy, the joy of the Lord, the strength. Is And um, she, was, uh, she was just laughing and laughing and laughing. God had really just was touching her. And she had a vision of her child that she had aborted earlier. And the child uh, pointed at her and said, hey, look, Mommy's laughing so you will see that child one day. Hold on to that. Know the joy of the Lord is your strength. And in fact, right now it may sound silly, but it works. So I want you to put your hand on your belly because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And and I want you to go ha ha ha, he he, ho ho. So ha ha, he he, ho ho. Now I want you to put it all together and just just follow follow my lead. Go, ha, ha, he, he, ho, ho. Repeat after me. Ha, ha, he, he, ho, 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 he, ha, ho, ho. Put it all together. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's it. Just let the joy of the Lord just be your strength. Let the joy of the Lord touch you Let the joy of the Lord just just bubble up inside of you And give you the strength and the joy and the love that you need That you have been needing for so long Because he loves you so much And you are free And who the son says free is free indeed And I think that's about everything that I wanted to share tonight on this Valentine's Day, what's left of it, on the one-year anniversary, what is left of it, of Fire Talk Radio. And, look, I hope that now you don't associate love with pain, betrayal, or abuse anymore. Or at least it's getting, it's getting better. It's not as bad as it was that you that you're realizing that um you're learning how to trust God and you're learning how to trust people. And um if i just wanna let you know, if you have been raised to believe that God is holding a big stick, ready to beat you over the head every time you make a mistake or do something wrong or just do whatever he's just ready to bop you on. That's not the case. I uh, um some people are raised to believe that, and it's it's not true. Some people are raised to believe that he is that way that doesn't no matter what you do, it's not good enough well that's that's religion that's people's um manipulation to control you and to try and get you to believe that uh you're not good for anything so that they can just they can manipulate its religion it's ignorance, it's deception, God is love. And some people also believe that he's so far off in the heavens that you can't reach him, and uh, your prayers don't get through the ceiling. Well, if you have Jesus in your heart, Jesus lives in you, and your prayers are—you just have to just talk to him and have a relationship. He wants a relationship with you. He loves you. God is not a, a child abuser. He's a good daddy he's He's a good father he's he doesn't beat you over the head for for every little thing he does he's a god of love he's he's a just god he will uh he's he you know as i said earlier he's not this this grace that's not not uh it's not god is love so he's not going to send you to hell that's not the case he just anyway just um just go back and listen to the whole thing if you just tuned in but and I talked about, about the all that deception, but know that God loves you and He wants to be a part of your life and He wants you to be a part of His life and He wants you to want to be a part of His life. And he's not up there ready to, to hit you with a big stick. Guess is there just is there justice, is there punishments for certain things and uh choices that we make Bring a you know every choice has a has a consequence, either good or bad. Or so, but God is not ready to hit you over the head with a stick every, every time you do wrong. Says so says in John ten ten. If you want to go there with me, real quick, as as I close this teaching and and ministry out. If you want to go to John ten ten with me. <clears throat> go to John 10. (coughs) Excuse me. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So the thief is the one that, that steals and kills and destroys, God's not the one that's waiting to to, to, to strike you with, with a disease or pain or to, to you know, burn down your house to steal all, everything from you or destroy everything that you have. That's not his motto. That's not his MO. That's not his mission statement. That's the devil's mission statement. God's mission statement is, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So it's not God's, it's not his, it's not his mo, modus operandi for to still kill and destroy. It's that he has come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I know there's another scripture on my heart, but while I'm looking that one up, I just want to tell you about uh, some Bible colleges that are awesome. Uh River Bible Institute you can check all of these out on online at the following web addresses. just go to riverbibleinstitute.com, riverschoolofworship.com, riverschoolofgovernment.com. dot com dot com dot com in fact, I'm gonna play you a quick little uh, promo as soon as I find it here. I'm going to uh, play you a promo and then I'll be right back with you.
0: In the world, there is a problem. People are hurting. People are empty. Some very alone. People are broken. Many are lost. What they need is hope They need healing They need love They need a savior They need someone Who will lay down their life Someone with the fire of God Who will hear God's call And bring Jesus to the world What they need is a revival. There is a place called the River Bible Institute. A place dedicated to training believers how to live, minister, and flow in the anointing. And it's for anyone, whether your heart is in business or full-time ministry. This is a place the Word of God is taught and demonstrated. The word will challenge those of you attending To find clarity in your calling And deepen your relationship with the Lord It will provide you with a new perspective On how to reach the lost for Christ And live in God's life-changing power It is a place where you will be empowered To make a difference And set your world on fire with revival God is calling for all believers Will you answer?
1: Good question. Will you answer? I think I meant to mute the microphone. so I didn't cough in your ear while that was playing. <laughs> um, if you have the call of God on your life, it gives me great pleasure to tell you that. If you want to go to Bible college starting in August, I have been authorized to give you a full scholarship to the River Bible Institute and the River School of Worship. At this time, they are not um, uh, giving scholarships for the River School of Government. But don't let that stop you because if it's God's plan, he will make it come to pass. And um, if you have any prayer requests, call 866-857-857. Four eight three seven. That's eight six six eight five seven four eight three seven. And um, follow me on my homepage at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Fire Radio two. That's the number two. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Fire Radio two. Also check out and like my Facebook page at facebook.com. Forward slash Fire Talk Radio Two. That's Fire Talk Radio Two. So Facebook dot com Fire Talk Radio Two with number two. And um, and also uh, if you're anywhere in the Central Florida area we'd love to have you come and visit the church uh, sundays at ten a m and seven p m eastern standard time and also wednesdays at seven p m uh you can love we'd love to have you there if you can't be there in person then you can watch it live at revival dot com that's r e d like victor i v a l com, and you can watch it on the live stream there. And um, also, I wanted to let you know, I, I know I have some South Africa listeners and Canada listeners, so I wanted to let you know that um, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown and his wife will be holding a 21-day revival in South Africa. So and that will be um, February 22nd through March 13th, and um, the first place I'm going to spell it on B L O E M F O N T E I N, South Africa. Phone number is plus two seven five one five two five two eight eight three. That's plus two seven five one five two five two eight eight three. Uh the website for all three locations and whole event is www.c dot as in Charlie R as in Romeo season as in Charlie dot org dot Z like zebra A like Apple www.crc.org.za And the next place is from March 1st to March 6th and that is in Pretoria, South Africa. Phone number is 2784-217-3142. Same website, www.crc.org.za And from the 8th of March to the 13th of March, it's in Cape Town, South Africa. And that will be plus 2721-552-4096, www.crc.org.za. And a Great Awakening in Ontario, Canada. And the area code is 519 Five four two seven seven three one. So you can check out all the itinerary and all of that. And there's a Great Awakening coming up in the Bronx, New York, on April nineteenth to the twenty-fourth. So there's a lot going on. uh, Which uh, you just check it out on revival.com. And in one, um, another final verse I wanted to give you was when I was thinking of was. Jeremiah 29, it starts at 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found. By you, says the Lord. And then it continues on. Um, So that right there proves that God is not up in the heavens waiting to hit you with a big stick when you do something wrong because it says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of
3: peace
1: and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So... As I read in John 10, 10 the thief cometh not to sti- but to steal, kill, and destroy. God's thoughts toward you are of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. So I wanted to read that in the Amplified. Check it out in the Amplified. And then I'm going to close out here because I feel like I've touched on everything that the Lord wants me to touch on. I don't think there's anything else at this point. If there is, I'll make a part two or I'll just finish up with thoughts later on. So it says, um, it's pretty much, uh, this is for I know the thoughts and plans that I have to use. So the so Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace and not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome Then you will call upon me, and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear and heed you. Then you will seek me, inquire for, and require me as a vital necessity, and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord. So he He doesn't it's not his intention to hit you with a big stick. his intentions are thoughts of good and peace and wholeness and love and joy and all the fruits of the spirit it's, uh, that's what his 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 plans are of good is good and and love. And as I said, I'm looking at the fruits of the Spirit here, which are, I think, Galatians 5.22-23, so through it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So God is, He wants the best for you. He doesn't want to hit you with a stick. That's not true <laughs> so just know that he loves you he loves you, he loves you he has a great plan for your life and and I want to see that plan fulfilled in your life And but I know God wants to see that plan fulfilled more so I hope that tonight blessed you and I hope that it helped you to see that love is not pain love is not abuse and love is not a four letter word so hopefully you associate love a lot more with God and goodness and peace and joy and everything wonderful and I pray that God continue to to minister to you and heal your heart and love on you and just know that you are loved by God, by me. You are precious. You're wonderful. You're great. And you're accepted as the beloved. And you're priceless and you're precious. And you mean something to him. He loves you. I love you. And until we meet again... May God hold you in the palm of his hand and envelop you in his love.
0: Appetite for great food, craft beers, and live music to SeaWorld's Bands, Brew, and Barbecue Festival. Presented in partnership with USO Central Florida. Don't miss Smash Mouth on Saturday, February 13th, and Gladys Night Sunday, February 14th. Plus, for a limited time, pay for less than a day and come back all year. When you get a SeaWorld Fun Card and visit Bands, Brew, and Barbecue by March 6th, visit SeaWorldOrlando.com. Offer must be redeemed at the park by March 6 2016. Taxes and service fees may apply, parking not included.